Hey there, I'm Alyssa Batt, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you want to help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually going to be beneficial. How about a little straight up real talk today? So I just finished recording the episode on time management and I was listening to like the first couple of minutes of it again. And I feel like God just kind of hit me upside the head with a brick. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about that now because I obviously did not get to talk to you about it during the episode because it was like the very end. Well, I talked about it in the very beginning and it's the story about my dad and how my dad loved to help people. And as a child, I felt like he never had time for me. And as I was listening to that part, like I feel like I was starting to get the aha and then I was so focused on staying on point that I didn't allow myself to like really let it resonate in my spirit, I guess. And so God hit me with a brick and just showed me that, like, I know that I'm a lot like my dad. And I just realized that's probably how my kids feel. My kids probably sometimes become resentful, especially in the days when I wasn't being intentional, because I'm always helping other people. But in doing so, I'm showing them that they're not a priority. That stings a bit. I think I am doing better now than what I was years ago, but I still have a lot of work to do. We're all works in progress. And so I just wanted to leave you with that little bit of real talk as we move into this episode on time management, because listen, it is it is hard, especially if you're a mom. Um, but it's hard for all of us, even if you're not a mom. It is so hard to have... All of these things like coming at us all the time and it's like, hey, can you do this? Or, hey, can you do this? And before we know it, like we're dropping plates that are the ones that we would never, ever want to drop. And that's like our main priorities. And so I just want to challenge you as you go into this episode, give yourself grace. I'm going to give myself grace. And we're just going to set a goal to do better, right? That's it. I hope you enjoy this episode and let me know what you think at the end. Hey there, friends. It's Melissa Bat here, your host of Priorities on Purpose. And I'm super excited for this episode where we will be talking all about time management. 
one of the things I hear the most from my clients and everyone in general, one of my pet peeves is, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Listen, (laughs) I heard this a few years ago and it really resonated with me. And that is, what if instead of saying, I don't have time, you started saying, that's not a priority. And that stings a bit, right? And like, when I say that I don't have time, I'm going to tell you a little story. This is already, I'm off my notes. But when I was a kid, I grew up, my mom and dad were divorced and my dad was always working. He saw us every other weekend. He worked on the railroad. But I remember this time that I would be like, are you going to come and get us? Are you going to come and get us? And he would say, I just don't have time. And it crushed me because as a little girl, I saw that as, but you have time to do this and you have time to do this and you have time to do this. And to his defense, he didn't have much time because he worked on the railroad and he helped take care of my grandma, his mom. And he always had a ton of people asking for his help. And so he was always helping other people. And at the time, I think he was doing what he felt was right. But as a little girl, I just remember wanting to spend time with my dad. And I grew up and really resented my uncles, my aunts, and my grandma, his mom, because I felt like they took all of his time away. And I think that our stories might be a little different. But at the same time, how many times do we tell our kids we don't have time for something? Or we tell ourselves that when it comes to our dream or that thing that we're wanting to do. And so again, today's podcast episode is about time management. And as we start talking about managing our time, I hope that I can help you flip the script a little bit and be more intentional. The name of this podcast is Priorities on Purpose. It's all about being intentional. And if you're going to be intentional, let's start with being intentional with our time. Because if you don't make a plan and tell yourself what you're going to do for the 24 hours that you get, you're going to waste it. And I'm not saying you can't have fun and you can't be sporadic. Listen, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I love to have fun. I hated having a plan for a really long time, but I've learned that if I'm ever going to do the things that I really want to do, I have to have a plan. Actually, I have a note here in my office. I talk about this all the time. If you've been following me for a while, say, with a plan, I can focus to complete everything on my list. Take the time to make a plan. And you guys, this is coming from a girl who is a fly by the seat of her pants, thrives on it, loves it, and would do that in all the things until one day I woke up and realized (laughs) it wasn't quite working. I thought it was working, but it wasn't working and there's a better way. And so I'm going to start today with a Bible verse that I love. And it just is very simple. Haggai chapter one, verse seven. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Doesn't that sound like it's about being intentional? Passion for time management. Again, I'm, I'm someone who flies by the seat of my pants naturally, and I thrived in that. My passion really comes from a place of experiencing the freedom from managing my time. We must create the margins in our life. And if we don't, we will not have the freedom. We will be ruled by everything else. And so that's kind of what this is about. 
I want you to think about where you need to spend your time to get what you want out of your life. Think about the future five years from now, 10 years from now. And I love this and I want to set the tone real quick because so many times we think that time is, we don't see it as the resource that it is. It is a resource. We only have a certain amount of time. Tomorrow is not promised. And so every day we really need to be intentional to spend our time wisely. And if we want to have strong Christian kids that believe in Jesus and live for him and are just good humans, or we want to have a good marriage and 20 years from now or live happily ever after on a beach, or for me, it was like, I want a houseboat. I don't want to be able to be debt-free and just live on the lake. If we want to do those things, it starts now. We will not be able to get there until we start planning for it. And so I remember this exercise that I did at a, I think it was an SED retreat, senior executive director, top leaders in our company when I was in direct sales. And I bawled my eyes out through this exercise. And I want to do this exercise with you real quick. And that is to think 10 years from now, how old will you be? How old will your kids be? And be specific. I have four kids. So when I did this, and I think I may have started with five years from now, how old will you be? How old will your kids be? Like that kind of thing. So you want to do it that way. Five years, 10 years, 20 years. And then think about what you want for them. What do you want for yourself? Do you want to be debt-free? What kind of life do you want to be living? Do you want to be like at home with grandkids? Or do you want to have this nonprofit that you've been thinking about for a long time? Do you want to be debt-free? I think I mentioned that one like three times now. We have to start planning now. And so when I did this uh, little exercise at this retreat, I realized, and you guys, it probably was 10 years ago or really close. So my kids now are the ages that I was planning for through this exercise. If I want them to be good humans, what am I doing today to help them become that? So many times we find ourselves going through the motions. We're on this hamster wheel. We're on autopilot doing the same thing over and over because we don't know any different. Most of the time, we don't get there because we want to be there. We just get into the habit of doing things or something sets us back. I know for me, I've struggled with depression, anxiety, postpartum depression, all kinds of things in my life that's caused me to take a step back and go into survival mode. And you can't dream of the future easily in survival mode. The problem is sometimes we're in survival mode but the life raft is right there for the taking. We just have to reach out and see it and grab it, right? And so today, if you're in survival mode, I want to offer you a life raft to be like, okay, like grab on, let me help you, okay? Now, we're going to talk about this. If you don't see your life and time as this priceless commodity that it is, then you're going to not care. You're going to just go through the motions constantly. When you start seeing, okay, time is precious. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. I better live today. Like I want to leave a legacy for my kids. I want them to be the best humans ever. I want my family to know like 
I worked hard. I loved Jesus. And I want them to know Jesus because I talked about Jesus. And so in those areas, like I have to be intentional. If I want them to think that, I have to be that. And same thing with getting out of debt. You can't get out of debt if you're going to continue using the credit cards. Like, how am I going to be out of debt in five years or almost out of debt in five years if I'm still using the credit cards, right? I'm racking up more debt. I'm not paying it off. And for the record, I have done that also where I'm actively paying it off and putting more on it at the exact same time. True story. So I really want you to think about that and ask yourself, if you see time as priceless and precious, does your actions align with that statement? Oftentimes I've taken it for granted, not living in the present moment, wishing time would hurry up so I could get into the next season of my life. I mentioned postpartum depression. I struggled being a mom of babies and it did not help when people are like, oh, just enjoy these moments. They're not going to last forever. One day you're going to miss that. Yeah, I don't have babies in my house now and I still don't miss it. So I'm not saying that there are some seasons that you're not going to enjoy, but you can still do your best to be intentional in those moments in that season of your life. Okay, so I talked a little bit about survival mode. Again, give yourself grace if you're in survival mode. If you're in survival mode, you're there for a reason. And it's okay. The goal, though, is for you not to stay there, for you to climb out of the pit and choose to live again. And so I want to give you permission to do that today if you have been in survival mode. Priorities. Let's talk a minute about priorities. And I want you to really, again, think about it and ask yourself the hard questions. Are you living every day? with those priorities in mind. (laughs) Notice the name of the podcast, Priorities on Purpose. If you're not living out your priorities on a regular basis, they're not your priorities. It's time to really allow things to align and be intentional because if you're not being intentional, it's not going to get done. It's not your fault. It's no one else's fault. It just is what it is. And We have to be careful. Like the verse says, give careful thoughts to your ways. We have to think about it and be intentional and plan for it, okay? So I used to always say that my priorities would be God first, my family second, and then my business. But for a really long time, my business was in that number one spot. I didn't see it. I didn't know it, but it absolutely was. Like I was living my life with my business as the priority. It was the thing that I loved, not to say I didn't love my kids or my husband or God, but I just, everything was out of alignment. And so I really want to ask you to ask yourself if there's some work that needs to be done in that area so that you can start making some changes. I also want to ask you to do a time audit. Really take the time to look at what you're doing throughout the day. Is it necessary? Is it truly necessary? A gift a business coach gave me a long time ago when I had the younger kids. I was pregnant with my baby number four, my little girl, and I was complaining. I was really struggling while I was pregnant. And my coach said, why don't you ask your kids what they like to do with you? 
And it was the best question. Like to this day, I still talk about this all the time to my coaching clients because what we think is us spending time with them may look differently than how they like to spend time. For example, when Eric and I first got married, I thought that to be a good wife, it meant that I was to cook him dinner and have it ready when he got off work. (laughs) Turns out that's not his love language and he could care less. When he gets home from work, he wants to be outside in the garage, mess with a car or a stereo system, any other husbands still like in their 40s and pretend like they're 16 with the boombox and all that bass. He still does that. He did it when we first got married and he still likes a booming system. So he would be out there messing with that. By the time he came inside, I was angry and frustrated and his dinner was cold, no good, and the chicken was all dried up. Once I had a conversation with him, I realized that's not important to him. So what was important to him? I'll just leave it with that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Okay. And again, with my kids, like I was showing up to every school event I was the room mom. I thought I, they wanted me to go to every awards program. They wanted me to go to on every field trip. Turns out they didn't need me for all of that. They really just wanted me to sit down at the table and do a craft project, play a game, cuddle on the couch with a movie. Like that was what they viewed as quality time. And so that was a huge eye opener for me because here I am jumping through all of these hoops and didn't have to be. Through all of those experiences, I learned that I was putting more pressure on myself than others expected. So are you putting these expectations on yourself that no one else is expecting? If so, check yourself before you wreck yourself, okay? Just because I have a view and expectation of myself doesn't mean that others have the same expectations of me. And so give yourself grace. So now I want to talk a little bit about some time-saving hacks, just a few, okay? Because again, I know when you look at your life, you're going to say, you don't have time. And the reason I want to make sure this podcast episode is one of the very first ones is because when you start working with me, we're going to come up with some systems and some plans and that kind of thing. And if you don't have time to do those things, like when I was flying by the seat of my pants, I would say I don't have time. I don't have time to make a plan because I am just in reaction mode. I want to help you become proactive and have a plan so that you can experience peace and freedom. And to do that, we have to eliminate some things so that you find the time because the time is there. You're just not using your time efficiently. Some hacks. Hire it done. You heard me. Hire it done. Cleaning, especially if you have toddlers. Cooking, yes, I said it. Someone to run errands for you. Example, post office runs. One of the first things I did when I could afford it was pay someone to go to the post office for me. I now don't really use it much anymore because I'm no longer in direct sales. But when I was in direct sales and would have to go to the post office all the time or whatever, I like hated going to the post office. So I found a teenager and hired her to run those kind of errands for me. Since then, I actually found Pirate Ship. And Pirate Ship, for those of you who are still going to the post office, is a game changer. Pirate Ship, it's so easy 
it's so easy. And I put it off for a year after people were talking about it because, again, I was like, I don't have time to figure this out. It didn't take any time to figure out. You literally have a scale. I had a food scale from my Weight Watcher days. And you weigh the package. You put the system. You put $20 on your card. You print the label. You slap it on. You put it in your mailbox. Boom. Done. I never used it for the big things, but I definitely used it to ship some products, even this large utility tote. I used it for catalogs and all of that stuff. So they're not a sponsor of this podcast episode, but I'm telling you, Pirate Ship will be your best friend. Again, also find someone to run errands for you or ask your kids if you have kids that are older or your spouse. Like my husband, I don't know how many times, like right now I need to pick up a prescription. I will ask him to pick up that prescription on his way home from work because it's going to be easier for him than me getting out. And I'm a homebody and I don't really want to do that. Anyway, picking up milk on the way home instead of me making a special trip to go there, he's already out because he works outside of the house. I work in the house. Just look for some of those things, hire it done or just delegate it. I'm going to talk a lot about three things, okay? Eliminate, automate, delegate. And so if you can delegate it, banking, direct deposit via phone. If you are still going to the bank and you can't take a picture of the check and deposit it from your phone, consider changing banks (laughs) or at least look and see if that's an option for your bank. Pharmacy, drive-through, or even through the mail, groceries, Instacart, or one of those services where they will deliver it. If nothing else, at least do it the pickup so that it's ready. You don't have to go into the store. You just pull in a specific time, get your groceries, and you can get the heck out of there. Auto pay for your bills. Surely you aren't still paying all your bills in person, right? Or writing the, most of us probably are no longer like writing the checkout, putting it in the mailbox. Auto pay is amazing. And the one time we tried when we were really trying to be intentional with our money and figure out where our money was going because we were just bleeding money and we were like, where is it coming from? So we took everything off of auto pay. Do you want to know how many times our water was shut off? It's embarrassing, but we got it back on auto pay. We are good to go now, but man, I don't know how I could survive without our bills on auto pay. Okay, now we're going to move on to batching. Do you know what batching is? So task batching, it's a planning process that groups similar activities together to improve your focus and productivity. It makes your to-do list and overwhelming projects and tasks super digestible, and it improves your productivity while reducing mistakes. I'm going to talk a lot about some examples, but I just want you to know this really does work, especially if you have ADHD. I was diagnosed with ADD 2019. For a long time, I'd been complaining to my doctor saying, I can't focus, I can't focus, I can't focus. Like I said earlier, I think in the episode, I have a note that says, with a plan, I can focus to complete everything on my list. Take time to make the plan. Like literally, focus has been a struggle for me forever. Batching helps. So how do you do this? This is how I would do it, especially if you're just starting out and you've never understood or heard of this concept. You're going to make a list of everything you need to get done. You can do this weekly, you can do it monthly, whatever's going to work best for you. And then you're going to just group the similar items together. You make a schedule and you commit to it by putting it on your calendar. 
So some examples of things to batch podcast. For me, this podcast episode, like I'm doing two or three in a row. Social media, scheduling posts, responding to posts, checking messages and DMs, looking for ways to create relationships within groups, creating graphics, creating videos, phone calls, sending emails, follow-ups for customers, hostesses, etc. So again, think about it like this. You're in, let's say you need to book parties. How many of you would say that when you are in the process of booking parties or just doing follow-ups, like as you get going, it's, oh, like you kind of find your groove. And so while you're in the groove, why not plan intentionally so you have other things that are very similar so you're not just doing one at a time, one follow-up today, one follow-up tomorrow, get them all done and group them together, okay? Scheduling posts. This isn't really big. I know I just mentioned it, but I'm going to go back and tell you more about it because I think that this is something that when you are trying to build a business and you are using social media, it's okay not to show up consistently all the time. There has been lots of seasons when God has said, it's okay right now to pull back in this. This is not the priority, but you still need a plan. And so I know what my plan is every single month. I figure out the plan. In fact, January, I set out and I know every month there's a theme. We do things a specific way. And so there's a challenge every single month. Guess what? I'm going to be able to repurpose the content because it's the same every year. Every once in a while, I will tweak it and change things. But for the most part, it's exactly the same. So this month's challenge, for example, is the no sugar, less sugar challenge. And so I know that I'm going to be sharing content about choosing to consume less sugar. And so I will create all the graphics for that. Then I'll go in and schedule the graphics for that. And my goal really is to get one whole month's worth of graphics done and do all the graphics at one time. And then I go in and schedule them all at one time. And my goal is to get the whole month at one time, because if I don't, if I'm just trying to squeeze it in there, the likelihood of it getting done is very little. Currently, as I'm recording this podcast episode, I only made it through three weeks. And guess what? There's been nothing posted in the last three days. You can go to my social media and you can always see where I'm at with this. Did I get it all done? Did I batch it? Or am I like off schedule a little bit? You can tell because if I am posting every single day, it's because I batched it and scheduled it and stuck with my plan and did not derail. When there are days or even a week when there's nothing posted, that means I'm slacking or something came up and I never could get a chance to go back to it and finish it. And so that right there is huge. Another little time-saving hack, setting a timer. How much can you get done in 30 minutes? Listen, okay, I have to tell you, have you ever seen the movie Adventures in Babysitting? I don't know why, but this movie has always been one of my favorites. I did let my kids watch it a few years ago, not realizing the younger kids I let watch it did not. Like, I don't remember it being a bad movie, <laughs> but there were some things in there that made me squirm. They do say the F word. I totally forgot about that. And then the F bomb like came out and I was like, oh, still a good movie. Still love that movie. And if you've seen the movie, you might remember the very end because the babysitter 
gets home with the kids and the house is a disaster and the parents are pulling into the driveway. And when they're pulling in the driveway, she has two minutes to clean the entire house and get things in order. And she does. And so I, to this day, when it comes to cleaning, pretend like I am the babysitter and the parents are coming in the, I cannot believe I'm telling you this. I am 42 years old, y'all. I am 42 years old and I still do this. I like get out the spray, spray my cabinets, scrub it down and race against the clock to see how much I can get done like the parents are going to be pulling into the driveway. I hope you'll join me for the next episode after I just admitted that. Okay, a couple more things. Turn the sound off on your phone. Turn off your notifications to your inbox. Every interruption costs you productivity, focus, and time. Is it worth it? It's not worth it most of the time. And some people get super annoyed with me. One of my best friends, for example, she's like, why do you have your notifications off? I've been doing it for years, but apparently... With the new iPhone update, it now tells people that my phone is silenced. My notifications are off or something like that. And it bugs her that my notifications are off. And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. and just never told you. And I'm not turning them back on. I have my notifications off because if I was to have it on, every single ding from my phone would interrupt my thought process and I would not be able to get anything done. So it doesn't matter if it's my mom that's calling or my husband that's calling, my best friend that's calling or texting, like I have it silenced so that I can get things done when I need to get them done. And then I can look back at my phone periodically still so I can see if there's an emergency, I'm going to know it. But don't be afraid to turn the sound off on your phone. You will get so much more done. And then turning off the notifications to your inbox. Listen, you don't have to check your email 50,000 times a day. It's a habit that needs to be broken. What would it look like if you just checked your email like three times a day? Can you imagine? Okay. So I want you again to remember that once you come to grips with the fact that time is priceless, you are going to realize that it's time to start paying attention to where your time goes. It's okay to set boundaries. There was a time when I would just answer the phone whenever someone called. And then I realized like, I don't, like if I just answer the phone or I'm helping out everyone who's in an emergency, I'm never getting my stuff done. And who's going to be the one that gets neglected at the end of the day? My kids, my husband, myself. And so remember that it's okay to set those boundaries to protect your priorities. And for the record, that includes yourself and your health. I talk a lot about circling the wagon, and I know there's going to be lots of podcast episodes on that, but I just want to say one of your priorities should be your health. It hasn't been for me for a really long time. When I was hustling hard in the business, I neglected my health and really was like, Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. I didn't have time to go walk for 30 minutes or move my body or spend time outside or, or go to the gym or even hang out with my friends. Like I gave all of that up to hustle hard. And I want you to know that your well-being, like what is the point of having a business that's prospering and doing well if you're not around to enjoy it? It's time that we start being proactive and get intentional to make sure that we're spending time on what matters most. 
just start being intentional. Know that your time is valuable. Set those boundaries. Ask yourself, what can you eliminate? What can you automate? What can you delegate? Have someone else do some of those things. You're like my kids. I don't do my kids laundry. They do their laundry. My daughter is 11. She's been doing her own laundry since she was nine. And she's good. Like she can make her own food. I don't have to be the savior doing all the things. Like she knows how to make a sandwich. I don't have to cut it and make it pretty on a plate for her. She can make her own sandwich. And that's something that's going to be beneficial for her later because I want her to be a productive citizen in this world when she grows up, right? That means she knows how to make herself food. She knows how to do her own laundry. She knows how to clean up her own mess. And she knows that the world does not always revolve around her. Sometimes I think our kids need that reminder. Not that they're not valued and important, but that, listen, you want me to do this thing with you, I'm going to have to be doing these other things before I can get to that. Does that even make sense? I don't know. It's a fine balance. And I know it sounds contradicting because, oh, we don't want our kids to think that life revolves around them. But we also want them to remember that they are important. And if they're important, that means we're spending time with them. Kick back, watch a movie with them. Take them somewhere fun. Take them. We went on a, on a hike not too long ago. And man, I did not want to do it. I was so tired, had a headache. But I said I would. So I went on this hike and it was so much fun. I loved it. And if I was still in the hustle hard, like I would not have had time. Pretty sure it was the last day of the month, first of all. We all know that indirect sales, a lot of the times, like we do nothing on the last day of the month because we got to get those last minute sales. You don't have to continue living like that. Let's be proactive. Baby steps. Just think of some things like if you're still sitting down on the couch watching TV all day long, you're probably in survival mode, first of all. And that's a whole nother podcast episode. But I want you to know what can you do to just Take one baby step closer to the life that you really want. You're sitting there playing Candy Crush all day, probably in survival mode. And again, like what's one baby step you can do? Take maybe 30 minutes. I remember when I was in therapy in 2019, when like the darkest time for me, I was in therapy and I was like, I need to spend time with my kids. But at the end of the day, I just don't want to talk. And she was like, okay, what can you do? Like, I was too empty to have a deep conversation with them. I didn't have any energy left to give. And so what was something I could do? Ask yourself that. What is something you can do and then do it? For me, it was watching a movie. Didn't require me to talk. I was able to fall asleep if I really needed to. But I was present with them to some degree. And also remember that 10 minutes of something is better than nothing. And so don't believe the lies of all or nothing. It's okay to do a baby step. If you want to live until you're 95 and you're not moving your body or exercising, you probably want to start like by moving your body. When I started moving my body, I literally walked to the mailbox, the mailbox. The mailbox was not far, but I knew that even on a bad day, I could walk to that mailbox. And so I want to give you permission, whatever your baby step is. Maybe it's just walking around in your kitchen. Maybe it's just going outside and sitting on your porch and enjoying some fresh air. Maybe it's walking to your mailbox. Maybe it's having 
a two-minute conversation with your husband when he comes home from work just to ask him how his day was. Maybe it's cutting up the credit card and no longer shopping on your favorite website at night when you can't sleep. Maybe it's going back to church because you want your kids to know Jesus and yet you guys aren't even going to church as a family or connected in that way. Whatever it is, I just want to give you a challenge to do something because something is always better than nothing. Hey friend, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.